there's a generation of believers rising up who get it. They have fully embraced what Jesus and his gospel has done for them, and they want to shout it to the world. I like to call them Good News Proclaimers. Hey, Proclaimers, and welcome to another episode of Good News Proclaimers. My name is Blake Croft, and this is episode three of Good News Proclaimers. And this week, we are going to start a, um, a series, per se. We are going to start going through the book of Ephesians. Now, I, I put a poll out on the Facebook group and just asking some different things that you guys would be interested in learning or talking about. And uh, there was the top vote was grace and forgiveness. And, and guys, I could not think of another book that covers grace, which in turn covers forgiveness. But Ephesians is also a book that, that really talks about our identity, who we are in Christ. You know, and that is something that I think we all need to hear. I think it's something that we all need to learn. So we are going to dig into that book today, and we're going to go through the whole thing, um, not necessarily verse by verse, but we're going to at least do uh, chapter by chapter each week, and uh, it's going to be just a, a fun study through Ephesians. So be looking forward to this. Uh, you know, grab your Bibles and let's dig in together. And what we'll probably do is. Um, in our Good News Proclaimers community, if you're not part of that, you can go to blakecroft.com slash community. We will probably have talking points uh, throughout the week about the passage of scripture that we uh, cover for the week. So that's going to be uh, just exciting. So uh, that's definitely something to look forward to, okay? And uh, I also, you know, I want to hear from you as we go through Ephesians. You can always send a message at uh, anchor.fm slash goodnewsproclaimers slash message. And you can send your feedback, you can send questions, and we'll cover those on the show. We'll talk about them on the show. So you need to make sure that you are doing that as well, okay? So let's get right into uh, Ephesians. Of course, we're starting in chapter 1 today, starting in verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by God's will, to the faithful saints in Christ Jesus at Ephesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessings in the heavens in Christ. For he chose us in him before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless in love before him. He predestined us to be adopted as sons through Jesus Christ for himself, according to the good pleasure of his will to the praise of his glorious grace that he lavished on us in the Beloved One. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace that he richly poured out on us with all wisdom and understanding. He made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure that he purposed in Christ, as a plan for the right time to bring everything together in Christ, both things in heaven and things on earth in him. In him we have also received an inheritance because we were predestined according to the plan of the one who works out everything in agreement with the purpose of his will, so that we who had already put our hope in Christ might bring praise to his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and when you also believed, were sealed in him with the promised Holy Spirit. He is the down payment of our inheritance 
until the redemption of the possession to the praise of his glory. So guys, we read verses 1 through 14. And as we're starting off here, something to note about Ephesians is that, well, a lot of Paul's letters, is that oftentimes he starts out with God and who he is and what he's done. And then it moves into us, and then it moves into how we live. And this letter is no different. This starts off, and we'll see as we move on in in the letter, this starts off sharing with us God, who he is, and what he has done for us. And and here, I mean, it starts off and it says, He chose us before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless in love before him. That just shows us, you know, without getting into all the theological details that, you know, kind of blows my mind sometimes, it just shows us that God is sovereign, that he is in control, that he knows what's going on, and that when we were saved, he knew that we would be saved, and he he called us when we were saved to be holy and blameless in love before him. But not only that, he predestined us to be adopted as sons you know through Jesus Christ so we were we were predestined to be adopted so when we're saved he he knew that we were going to be adopted as sons we are children of God and that's just amazing and that can get so much deeper we can go into conversations about predestination and things like that and and it could just really get uh really get deep but but the basis of it is God is sovereign he is in control and when we chose to give to give our lives to him, he knew exactly the purposes for our lives. And then there's three things here that it says that we have in Christ. In him, it says in verse 7, we have redemption. Now, redemption means that we are brought back in right standing. We are, we are redeemed. We, we, you know, in verse, chapter two is going to talk about how we were dead, but in Christ, we have redemption through Christ's blood is what it says. And, and that gives that, that's that it's, it gives us this word forgiveness it says in him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses. So because of Jesus and his sacrifice on the cross, we have complete and full forgiveness. And this is going to be where we start our discussion over forgiveness. Because, here's the thing. I believe, because of what the Bible says, that when Jesus died, he paid for every single sin that I would ever commit. So I am 100% forgiven. No questions asked. I don't have to run to God and beg for his forgiveness. Now, God wants me to confess to him when I have strayed. God wants me to confess that I am aware of my sin, but I don't have to go to God and beg for his forgiveness when I have done wrong. Because the Bible tells me that I am forgiven. I have received redemption, which through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses. So when I go to God and I I know that I have committed sin against him, I know that I have. I do not go to him and say, oh, Lord, I come to you and I I confess my sin to you and please forgive me. Please forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. 
No, I don't have to do that. I don't have to go to God and ask for his forgiveness because he has forgiven me already. I go to him and I say, Jesus, I thank you for my forgiveness. You know the sins that I struggle with. You already know, but I give them over to you. I I let you have them because I don't want to live that way. And I praise you and I thank you for your forgiveness. That gives God all the glory, which is what he wants. When we are coming to him and we are saying, please forgive me, please forgive me. We're expecting, we we have this within us to say, I've got to do something so that he will forgive me. But the truth of the matter is because of the cross, you are fully forgiven because of the riches of his grace. It is all grace. I don't deserve that. I should have to beg God every time I sin. I should. Every single time that I sin, I should have to beg and plead him to forgive me. But because of Jesus and his sacrifice on the cross, I am forgiven. And there is nothing that can change that. And it is all because of his grace that he, verse 8, that he richly poured out on us with all wisdom and understanding. That is so amazing. That is so amazing. And the goal of this redemption in verse 10, as a plan for the right time to bring everything together in Christ, both things in heaven and things on earth in him. It's all about Jesus and bringing things back into their original and proper state. So not only do we receive redemption, but we receive an inheritance. It says in verse 11, in him we also receive an inheritance because we were predestined according to the plan of the one who works out everything in agreement with the purpose of his will. We get an inheritance. We are going to rule and reign with Jesus Christ. That is what the Bible says. This inheritance we know of is heaven. And then it's the new heaven and the new earth and eternal life forevermore. And that was decided by God before the world was even began. How awesome is that? So we get an inheritance. So we, we, we receive redemption. We receive an inheritance. And then it says, In him you also were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. So to top it all off, we receive a down payment of our inheritance until the redemption of the possession to the praise of his glory. We receive the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit is the one who empowers us to live out the Christian life. The Holy Spirit is the one who comforts. The Holy Spirit is the one who teaches. If if I did not have the Holy Spirit in my life, if he was not living within me, I would not be capable to even teach you right now. I would not be capable to share the gospel. I would not be capable to do anything apart from the fact that God lives in me. We have God the Father, who is the creator. He, he, he was, we have God the Son who was God with us, Emmanuel, God with us, and then we have the Holy Spirit which is God in us, and that is wonderful. That is so wonderful. Without the Holy Spirit, where would we be? And so you see here, here this is all about God. This is what God has done. He, he has given us, he, first, he has chosen us. He's predestined us to be adopt, adopted. He gave us redemption and inheritance and the Holy Spirit, a down payment. It's so, so wonderful. 
So that is what we are discussing today, chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. And let me tell you, it's just getting started. There is plenty of good news ahead. I hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. If you'd like to add your feedback, comments, or questions, send me a voice message by going to anchor.fm slash goodnewsproclaimers slash message. I definitely want to hear from you. And listen, I want to invite you to become a Good News Proclaimer too. We are blessed with a community of over 150 people that are being trained and equipped to share the good news of the gospel to the world around them. For less than the price of Netflix, you can join this movement and also help support this ministry by visiting blakecroft.com community. Finally, don't forget to add this podcast to your library so that you'll be notified of any new episodes and leave us a rating. We're always looking for the best ways to improve this show for you, the listener. We'll see you next week, Proclaimers. Keep proclaiming the gospel because the gospel is good news.